and welcome to the Plant Industry News Podcast hosted by Brooke Miller with the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services Division of Plant Industry. As a regulatory branch of the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Division of Plant Industry works to detect, intercept, and control plant and honeybee pests that threaten Florida's native and commercially grown plants and agricultural resources. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to a special episode of Plant Industry News. Today, we will be focusing on the news portion of the podcast. Let's get into it. On June 21st, a homeowner and Pasco County Master Gardener brought some snails to a UF-IFAS extension agent for identification. The sample of 39 snails were then identified by FDAC's DPI to be giant African land snails, or GALs. To give some context, DPI eradicated gals from South Florida in October of 2021 after an 11-year-long eradication program. When DPI inspectors identified the snails in Pasco County, the division took immediate action to survey the area in an act of quarantine. FDACs began trading properties on June 29th with a metaldehyde-based molluscicide. If that seems like a foreign language, do not worry. We will cover all our bases to get your questions answered. Giant African land snails can be mistaken for many native snails, especially in Florida. While the snail phenotypes or how they look may vary, all gals are terrestrial or land snails, as the name suggests. Some snails that are often mistaken for gals are apple snails and ghost snails. Now, we have an interview with Dr. Greg Hodges. Welcome, Dr. Hodges. Let's start with an introduction. Yeah, this is uh, Greg Hodges. I am the assistant director with the Division of Plant Industry for the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. What has your involvement been with GALS? With the current program, uh, we have, uh, I call it a current program, when we first uh, had the detection of giant African landstone in Pasco County, we established a eradication program. And in as such, uh, we have several of our bureaus, and there are five bureaus that make up the division. We have several of those playing roles in this. And I oversee the leadership of those bureaus. I work with the Bureau of Chiefs. So that's kind of how I got involved in it. And previously, uh, when we started the first eradication program that was in Miami, I was a Bureau Chief of our Diagnostics Bureau. So a little bit of experience that way. So that's how I that's how I got involved in it. Are the snails found in Pasco County genetically the same as the ones found in Miami? You know, we're doing the genetic work right now, looking at uh, not only this snail, but snails from the previous eradication program and also some that we have intercepted through the pet trade in recent years. So I don't have a firm answer on the exact makeup, but I can tell you this. This, this snail population is definitely different than what we encountered with our previous eradication that took place in Miami-Dade and Broward counties. I know that for sure. What's different about these? When you look at them, the the population that we had in in South Florida, Miami-Dade and Broward counties, the body color was more of a a brown or or a a dark color. And this population has a very light color. They refer to it as the uh, albino giant African land snail. And uh, it's it's very different looking. And you can actually, in all honesty, this particular uh, population is very common in the pet trade. And you can see why whenever you look at some of the pictures of the snail, it's attractive. So I can understand Uh, why people in Europe would would definitely want to possess it, if you're a snail person, I guess. Will this be a full program like the one in 2011? Yes, it is a full program. 
we have already started, we, we initially started with the aspects of doing detection. So doing surveys in that immediate area and outlying areas to see what the extent of the population spread has been. And now we have implemented control measures. So yes, we are going down that road of uh, fully eradicating it. So yes. How long are you expecting the Pasco County program to last? If we don't find any more snails outside that area, and, and let's just say, for example, if we were to stop collecting snails today, to, today was the last day we were to collect live snails, it's going to be a couple more years. We're going, we need to go two years past the actual last find. So I'm anticipating probably realistically three years. That's what we're kind of, I, I would guess right now, if we don't find more. When you refer to a quarantine, what does that mean? That means that uh, products, if, a typical quarantine, depending on what you're regulating, there's a product that can't move. In this case, what we're saying is you can't move the snails. You can't move debris that has the snails, like yard waste. You can't move potted plants or plants that have soil on them as the snails could be burrowed down in that. So those are the regulated articles that we're quarantining. So the quarantine zone is that area where we have found the snail. We go out to a certain distance and where we're doing our survey. And from that area, we don't allow movement of what would be that product. So the yard waste and snails itself. What are some ways these snails can end up in the U.S.? You know, I think the snails uh, ending up in the U.S. primarily right now is through the mechanism of uh, illegal pet trade. That would be the mechanism of which we've had recent incursions coming into Florida where we've intercepted some snails or people have surrendered snails to us. Uh, That would be the primary mechanism would be through the pet trade. What makes these snails dangerous and why should we care about eradicating them? They're noted as being one of the world's worst agricultural pests. So in in areas where they occur... They can build up very large populations and they eat foliage. Actually, you know, the initial find in Pasco County was a homeowner who kept going out to their backyard garden and noticing, I've got these very large snails are all over my garden and they're, they're eating, eating our plants. What's going on? And that's what led them to reporting them. So the same sort of thing. Where, where they occur, they're an agricultural pest. We would not want those to spread out into our agricultural industries. They could get us uh, regular regulated either through other states or international means, and we might see crop loss. Additionally, you know, this snail's a known uh, harbor for what we call the rat lungworm, which can cause a type of meningitis in humans. So there's a little bit of a health risk for us and, and our pets as well. So that's why we want to eradicate it. Don't want to get it established. Uh, protects uh, our public health as well as our agriculture industry. Have any of the snails found so far had rat lungworm? Yes. We have been doing testing. The ones we bring back up to the lab, uh, our nematology section has processed through several, and yes, we have found the rat lungworm in this population. These snails are important to some people's cultures. What can those individuals do? The snail is considered illegal in the United States, so it's illegal to possess them. If a snail is important to someone's culture, we could probably find an alternative that's already occurring here. 
So that would be, I think, our best bet. We'll find you an alternative, something that's already here that's not going to cause us issues. What should I do if I think I have these snails? You should reach out to the Division of Plant Industry and call our helpline. But yeah, reach out to the Division of Plant Industry helpline and let us know. And we'll have an inspector come out and we will take a look and see. We'll look at the snails you've got and let you know yes or no. That That's it. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Just uh, how much we really do appreciate the public's uh, interaction with us and sharing uh, information with us. You know, when we did the eradication program in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, what, about 95, 96% of our cores were due to the public letting us know, hey, we think we've got these snails. So we just cannot uh, reinforce strongly enough how important it is that we have this interaction with the public, and we really appreciate it. For any questions or concerns or to report a gals, please contact the DPI helpline at dpihelpline at fdax.gov or dial 1-888-397-1571. Thank you, Dr. Hodges, for taking the time to thoroughly answer all the gals' questions we received. Thank you, listener, for joining us today. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Plant Industry News. We are so appreciative of our listeners, hosts, and those involved in the production of this podcast to keep it on the air. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a rating and review, as well as share with friends and colleagues. To learn more, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at at FDAXDPI, F-D-A-C-S-D-P-I. See you next episode.